Happiness is an inside job. At Happy Healthy You, Connie Bowman helps us find our way with inspiring conversations and healthy ideas for living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. Happy Healthy You. And now, here's Connie. Let nothing disturb you. Let nothing make you afraid. All things are passing. God alone never changes. Patience gains all things. If you have God, you will want for nothing. God alone suffices. This is from Teresa of Avila. She writes the most beautiful, peaceful poetry. Hi, everybody. I'm Connie Bowman, back again with Happy Healthy You, the podcast about living a whole life in mind, body, and spirit. And I'm back uh, with a very exciting guest for you. And I think we will have some really relevant information for you um, about peace and dealing with stressors of life, which um, seems to be a very relevant topic for today. Um, but first, I just want to remind you about my uh, favorite sponsor, Blue Planet Eyewear. If you're shopping for sunglasses or cute readers, please visit and use the code Connie20 if you decide to do some shopping. It's really such a good variety of styles, but also the best part is they give back to um, places from all over the world that serves populations that really can't access eyewear and um, vision correction. So check out their website, blueplaneteyewear.com. Use the code Connie20, and thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna just introduce my guest and then bring him in as soon as I can, because we're gonna have a lot to talk about. Don Joseph Goway has committed his whole life to helping people understand and reduce stress navigate challenges, and live happier, more fulfilled lives. He currently serves as the executive director of the DeMello Spirituality Center. And in his role of this nonprofit, as executive director of this nonprofit, his responsibility is to spread the teachings of Anthony DeMello across the world. And this is so strange. I was just telling him before we got on that I have read just about every book on spirituality, I feel. And I have only recently come across the teachings of Tony DeMello. So I really want to learn more. Um, Don spent six years directing a research effort that integrated breakthroughs in neuropsychology into a model that changes brain structure to extinguish stress reactions and amplify the higher brain function that enables us to flourish. And I hope he will tell us about that because I'm curious about it. He's the author of The End of Stress, Four Steps to Rewiring Your Brain, and also Mystic Cool Neuroplasticity, Thought and the Power of Attitude. And then his latest book, Stop Fixing Yourself, Wake Up, All is Well, which was written by Anthony DeMello before he passed. And um, he has taken it and brought it to us. So thank you for that. Welcome, Don. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, you're more than welcome. Yes. I'm, as I said, I, Anthony DeMello, Tony DeMello, I'm, I'm so excited to learn more about him. I actually bought his book recently um, when I heard someone else talking about him. And, and um, I, I'm just curious, how, how did you come to know his teachings and then come to be so involved in um, his nonprofit? Well, I've had a pretty long career in this field psycho-spirituality, and um, which recently uh, joined up with neuroscience, or, or more appropriately, neuroscience joined up with spirituality. Um, so I, I, I can't really remember when I came across Anthony DeMello, but it was quite a long time ago in it, and um, he cleared up a lot of confusion for me about um, why I was suffering. You know, why I was neurotic, you know. Um, one of the things that, that 
he lifts us out of actually as being a, a spiritual seeker and becoming a, a finder, you know, finding what is already present within you. Mm-hmm. DeMello, you know, DeMello says, um, you're, you're, you're already at peace, but you don't know it. You're, you're already happy and you don't know it. You're surrounded by a divinity that is loving and nurturing you and supporting you every step of the way, sometimes tripping you when you're about to head off in the wrong direction, other, other times just blessing you, blessing you with the gifts of, the, of, of love and beauty, and, but you don't see it. And he says, uh, it's not your fault. You were programmed uh, by society uh, into a, a thought system, a belief system that's uh, guaranteed to make you unhappy and, and keep you in a state of constant upset. Mm-hmm. Um, and what that basically boils down to is, you know, we're all, uh, we've all swallowed the belief We've had it pounded into us, stamped into us that if you work long and hard, success will come. Success is what you're here to achieve. And then out of that, happiness will follow. Well, you know, life coaches and um, psychologists make a lot of money after people run that formula for 20 years and they have a midlife crisis because success has come, but they, they have this hole in their in their experience that's called a lack of fulfillment. They're unfulfilled. Mm. And so they, you know, what DeMello and and all the mystics point us back to is that, uh, you know, you've been looking for love in all the wrong places. It's not out there. It's in in here. And uh, and it's already present and alive and functioning within you. But you've been like, uh, you know, you've been like a, Somebody pulled, dragged up on stage at a at, at some you know uh, hypnotist convention and hypnotized into seeing what's not there and not seeing what actually is there. And so you know spirituality. He, he says spirituality is about waking up. You know spirituality. You know snap that snap of the finger that snaps you out of it. And for some people it comes in an instant. Other people. It comes over years and years of of um, of working hard for it, and you know, Demello says that the the question that he was asked most is, "How do I change myself? What do I need to do to change?" And he would shock people with the answer. He says, "Nothing. You don't need to do anything. Stop fixing yourself." Is this message, which is the message of this book. He said, uh, you, you only make it worse. Um, so what we're so- talking about here, and I'm so interested in this, is like this melding of the East and the West. Um, and DeMello was actually, and you can tell me more, he was born in India. So he was raised, but raised as a Catholic and became yeah. a Jesuit priest. Um, so he's a Christian. So he's a Christ follower. But as you say, he's more of a mystic. So, um, so bringing that east, the, the west, yeah, everything you're describing about the way we are actually deprogrammed from our our original state of peace to yes. um, to stress. Really, you know, when scientists look to see what is that original nature, what is our, you know, what what uh, people in the spiritual world called our our true nature. Mm-hmm. They, what scientists do is they look at children mm-hmm. and children. If you look at children, they're naturally happy. It doesn't take very much to, to uh, engage them. It doesn't take very much to, to have them, you know, from one moment to the next blossoming with creativity. When I had my grandchildren over here, um, particularly when they were younger and, you know, they'd be getting bored and cranky and whatnot. All they'd have to do is throw blank pieces of paper onto the dining room table and a few boxes of crayons. And they, they were happy for hours mm-hmm. and we've lost that, you know, we've lost that connection. I often have been asked, you know, when I've been coaching people, they'll ask me, um, do I believe in God? What, it, and how, how do you find God? Those kinds of questions. Um, and for the mystic, God is everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know, 
it's not, these concepts we have about God are what get really get in the way. Um, God's the very breath you're taking, the beauty that you're beholding, if you when you wake up to it. But most of us are, you know, it's like that line from a song from Bob Dylan. He says, "People don't live or die; people just float." You know, we float past, we walk past all of this. We're stressed. We're we're anxious. We're afraid. We're trying to succeed. We're trying to make something of ourselves, and make what? Make what of ourselves? What is it that we've ever made of ourselves that has been that we've experienced as pure and utter and lasting bliss? Well, the answer is nothing. You know, when people succeed, you know, there's nothing wrong with succeeding. There's nothing wrong. Demello is not about the about uh, renouncing material wealth or happiness. He says, enjoy it. Enjoy all of it. Just don't confuse that success or the, the acquisition of that object or getting into or finding your soulmate as happiness, as what results in happiness. You, happiness is what you are. So come into relationship and look for that where it actually is, which is in you. And, and then from that place, you will enjoy all of, you enjoy the material world and you'll enjoy your relationships. Mm -hmm. It seems so simple. <laughs> and yet. <laughs> it is simple. It, it's, just, it's, it's not easy. Right. People often confuse simple and easy. It is exquisitely simple. The simpler you become, the more awake you become, but it, but becoming simple, you know, is uh, like, um, what was it? Picasso said, he said, it takes a lifetime to become like a little child again. Yes. Yes. And that's what Jesus said. Come yeah. bring all the little children to me. Right. Yeah, exactly. So tell us a little bit more about DeMello. Adults. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Um, tell us more about DeMello and, and um, I don't know, give us some, personal give us a scoop on him so he was he was a jesuit went yeah. to um school became a priest and then yeah. how did he get into um i don't know the mystical realm well um he, you know he was he was born and raised in india um he as a priest he practiced in india and he um he started a um uh uh, I think he, he was uh, identified pretty quickly as somebody who was an exquisitely good teacher. And so they, they placed him in charge of large training programs. And out of that, he, he established um, an institute called the Sadhana Institute. Mm -hmm. And being in India, he was exposed to you know, some of the great spiritual teachers of our time, Goenka, for meditation, Goenka is, you know, for Vipassana, yeah. um, and um, Krishnamurti, all of these people, they, they had an effect on him, a, a profound effect on him, as well as all of the, the Christian mystics, you know, St. Teresa of Avila was somebody very dear to his heart, uh, her, her teachings, and um, one day, somewhere along the line, he experienced an awakening and, and he never really talked about that very much. And he pretty much steered people away when they would ask questions about it. Um, and I think largely because he didn't want to be placed up on a pedestal. Um, so often that happens with people where they, um, they see so, uh, the teacher is higher than where they are. He, he wanted to bring people down, down to earth, down to their own hearts. And so, but he, he had this awakening. Part of it he describes as um, happening with a rickshaw driver that he had met in, in Calcutta. And this rickshaw driver, it's one of the hardest jobs in the world. In fact, a, a rickshaw driver doesn't live very long. Um, they just burn out their bodies. And, and they're poor. They don't make very much money. And he met this man. And this man ha had sold his uh, body uh, for when he died to, 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 for a skeleton to, to some medical university. That's how poor he was. But DeMello said that despite his poverty, despite his hard job, he's one of the happiest per people he'd ever met. Mm -hmm. 
and DeMello had, was, you know, bumping into people who were who were wealthy, who were very high up in the hierarchy of the church and hierarchy of politics, but but were very unhappy. You know, they were experiencing that, what we were talking about earlier, unfulfillment. And there was this man who had nothing, virtually nothing, uh, living an extremely hard life, had every reason to complain and and didn't have one complaint. Um, he 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 embraced his life. He loved his family. He did. He he loved providing for them. He was a he was a man whose heart was filled with joy, mm-hmm. and um, it it was a, a moment of reflection for De, DeMello of um, how far away he was from that experience himself that he hadn't really cultivated it. And, uh, and and so out of that, something happened to him where he said it, 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 he had a change of mind that revolutionized his, his life. And he said the first experience he had, the first emotional reaction he had to this revolution that spontaneously happened within him is that he was embarrassed because it was so, what he was seeing was so simple. What he had discovered was so simple. And that that he said, what he had always been looking for had actually he discovered had always been there. It was right there in front of me, and had always been in front of me, and I didn't see it. And I'm this highly, you know, Jesuits are the intelligentsia of the Catholic Church, and so I'm this highly trained theologian and mystic, and I didn't see it right before. And and I, I was teaching people. Uh, a way of coming to God that was actually moving them, um, that, that was obscuring God mm-hmm. from from the, from them having an experience of that, and so um, so he taught when he when he talks about waking up, he, he talks about it in uh, pretty strong terms. He he says instead of you really look at it, you have to admit to yourself you don't want to wake up. You like it, you you know. You like you like the the paradigm that you're uh, that you're in. You like to pull the paradigm's cover over your heads and cuddle up to the pillow, and uh, you don't want to come out here into exploring the wilderness yes. of of the heart. You know, awakening is not for the faint of heart, even though. No. It is- um, I have a question just for me. I'm I'm a fan of Father Bede Griffiths, who also was um, a priest in India, who kind of melded the the two cultures, the Hindu and the Christian culture. Do you know if Demello ever encountered Bede Griffiths? No, no, I don't. Mm. Wouldn't surprise me. He encountered a lot of people. Yeah, if he was hanging out with Krishnamurti and and Goenka, I would imagine he. Uh, probably knew of him anyway. Um, sure. Wow, it's so fascinating. So then he became immersed in some practices that that seemed to be the melding of Eastern and Western cultures. Can you talk about some of his practices that um, can help us with stress and those of us who want to be awake? Sure. Well, you know, his... Uh core practice is awareness mm-hmm. um, his point and and i th- i think that uh i think it's true of all mystics and saints there's a story that he likes to tell of a man who goes to uh, a holy man a saint that's revered and it happens to be the same state of silence and but the man wants to know how can i become happier how can i be live a more enlightened life how can I enjoy every moment? And uh, so the saint, uh, he comes to the saint, asks him that question. The saint writes on his little chalk, chalkboard thing, writes awareness. And the man says, well, okay, awareness, but, but what, else, what else can I do? And the, and the saint writes, awareness, awareness. And he said, yes, but, but you know that's all fine and good. But really, what is going to wake me up? And he writes awareness, 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 and Demello really took that to heart. I mean, that was the, his core principle. He says, uh, you know, what you're in, what you're aware of, you're in control of. What you're unaware of controls you. 
and neuroscience can validate that with how stressed we are. We, you know, we are we're programmed in, in by a pretty fearful culture, and we're programmed to be suspicious and afraid and paranoid and worried, and it creates this uh, wiring within our brain, particularly within the amygdala, the brain's fear center, to uh, generate knee-jerk stress reactions, oftentimes when there, when there is no threat, actual threat present. Uh, we're just wired for it, and it's happening at an unconscious level. And the way in which you begin to quiet down those brain synapses so they don't fire so quickly is, is through awareness. So Demello says it's enough for you to simply be watchful and awake, simply being aware uh, uh, of the negativity and the stress and the anxiety and that's oftentimes bottoming out as depression, being aware of that as it, as it emerges, being aware of the thoughts that, and the, that you're thinking, the fearful thoughts you're thinking, the emotions that those thoughts carry, telling yourself, this is in me, not necessarily in reality. And you know, there's there, it's it's a factual statement. It is not necessarily 99%, 97% of the time, it's not in reality. That's from a study that was done at Cornell University. They had people write down uh, worries over a protracted period of time to just to keep a diary of them. And then at the end of it, they had people identify which of those worries that that, that they were plagued by did not happen. And what the study found is 85% of what these people worried about didn't happen. And you, you know, when I quote this study, there's always a pessimist that says, well, what about the 15% that did happen? And then with those 79% of the people found that they, they were resourceful enough to solve the problem and, and, and move, move past it, which when you do the math means 97% of the time, these people were worried there was really nothing to worry about. And so you bring that negativity, you become very sensitive to what you're feeling. You allow your, you know, it's like what the great psychologist Carl Rogers said, the importance of, of being in touch with your emotional experience. And especially when it's negative, when it's fearful. Um, and so you do that, you catch the thoughts, that are arising, um, the emotions that those thoughts turn into, the perspective, particularly the narrowing of your perspective, the 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 pessimism that comes uh, comes out of it in terms of your attitude, and you remind yourself this is happening in me, not in reality. Reality is actually fine. So I am relating to reality. That's a problem right now, and you just allow it to be as it is. You don't try to fix it. You don't try to change it. You don't try to turn it into something positive. You just be with it and allow it to be as it is. And then what happens, you remind yourself of what you were reminding everybody about at the top of the show in quoting um, St. Teresa, is that remind yourself this will pass. Everything passes, especially emotions. Yeah. And as it passes, um, you're in a, your, your awareness is what you step back into. And in that stepping back into awareness, uh, you're in a moment, you're, you're essentially in the here and now. And, and in this moment, in the present moment, um, the, there's always the, the, that freedom, that feeling of freedom, that peace. It, na it naturally arises all by itself. And that's what awareness brings you to. Awareness actually is your spirit, mm -hmm. is, is your soul. And so it's, a, and the other part that uh, DeMello um, emphasized is th this uh, capacity that we have to actually, through the process of awareness, to look at what we're going through emotionally um, as if we're looking at another person. In Zen Buddhism, they call it stepping back. It, just that simple. So you're stepping back just enough to get enough objectivity um, to non-judgmentally look at this mess, this emotional mess that's, that's going on inside of you without judging it, 
um, and with also with, with understanding that um, that it, it's that it that it's a commotion that's happening in you psychologically. It's nothing to do with reality. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's that's his core. That's the core of what he he teaches. And and that is the core of many of the Eastern philosophies, right? And and you know what's so interesting? You're the neuroplasticity guy, so um, maybe you can talk about. And it, and and Demello died in eighty seven, right? So he didn't have the benefit of all of the uh, science that has just recently emerged about neuroplasticity and um, what's actually happening in our system as we. Um, just for example, when you gave that example of um, the being aware, becoming aware and letting the strong emotion pass and all of the the uh, bodily reactions, responses that happen, just letting them pass, as Teresa suggests also, um, what happens to us biologically and in the brain as that is happening and as we are um, practicing, that's a practice. And once we have sort of been with it, um, does it build, you know, new, new um, pathways in the brain for further resilience? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, what happens as you begin to make this shift, um, as you begin to come into this understanding that you're not your upset? I think I think that's that's the enlightening moment, the moment of of, of realization, um, and you know it's not a final moment; it's it's a moment in time when you come when when you just light up with the understanding that this upset that was triggered by something that somebody's disapproval of you or somebody adding another thing to your to do list or looking at your pile of bills and, and suffering mentally about being in debt or whatever it is that's working you over, you know, it's kind of painting you into a dark corner where you look out at the world and what you see is it bearing down on you. And, it, and it, it's really an illusion. As you step back from that, you work through the process of awareness and you get free of it. But then in that state of freedom, as you, you literally look, look on, on all that commotion, all that emotional upset, um, you understand it's been going on most of your life has nothing to do with you, that you really are free. And so what, what happens with your brain when, when you do that significantly enough is that the, the, the emotional brain the, the what you could call the lower brain, uh, where the fear center is located, the amygdala is located, um, it's, it shrinks. It be, actually literally begins to shrink. It actually also expands the more fearful, the more you indulge uh, fearful, fearful thoughts, fearful reactions. It just, it fortifies it. But as you move through awareness, um, and your, your higher brain, your prefrontal cortex, logically understands that really we are not that upset. You know, that, that's the, that's, we've been programmed to upset ourselves, but we're not the upset. Because I had this experience back here where I'm in the wide open blue sky, where, not, where it feels like nothing can touch me as long as I'm here, that kind of thing. Well, as, as your brain, as, as your higher brain recognizes the truth of that, the logic of that, you know, the because it's had an experience of that, um, the brain automatically begins to what they it's called a neuroscience it begins to prune your fear center, and as it prunes your fear center, your fear center is not putting out so many stress hormones, and because it's not putting out so many stress hormones, the the higher brain, the prefrontal cortex, especially the mid prefrontal cortex, begins to expand. It be, in, in the absence of, of a lower amount of stress hormones, stress hormones actually shrink that part of the brain. Um, and so, yes, you know, a spiritual practice uh, produces an incredibly healthy brain in which, in which you not only realize your potential, but your potential uh, 
has the capacity to keep expanding as a result of that. You begin to grow, you know, uh, you begin to grow new neural networks. Cool. Very cool. So all of these ancient spiritual practices are really good for us and science is now proving it. I've, I've always had this sense that science and religion would come together and, and there would be a melding and I'm excited. I think it's a very, it's a positive uh, place we are. And it's too bad DeMello wasn't around to see it happen, but he certainly contributed to it, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, you know, he talked uh, a lot about your computer. Mm -hmm. he, he talked a lot about your, how your computer has been programmed and that you've literally been programmed to look for love in all the wrong places and then to upset your, to become upset when you don't find it, you know, become frustrated and feel inadequate and blame yourself when you don't find it. When in fact, the, you're not the problem, the problem's your programming and you don't need to change yourself. You just need to deprogram yourself. Mm -hmm. And the way in which you deprogram yourself is through awareness and what, and, and what that impact has on you neurologically is it changes your brain's default. It changes your brain's autopilot. And so instead of it running a knee-jerk stress reaction, it, 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 it may bring up, begin to bring up a stress reaction, but because the synapse has changed to favor you making a different choice, that choice comes up. And instead of launching you into a stress reaction, you look, you're, you're standing here and you're, you're from a state of awareness and you're looking at them both. Do I want to go down that dark alley where I get beat up every day? Or do I want to step over here and make a choice to be at peace, to be happy, to let that natural state of mind uh, launch my direction for the day? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and that's why it works within the brain. Yeah, yeah, that's it's so fascinating, our brain, and everything really is designed for our greatest joy, if we just get out of the way. What are the practices that DeMello um, suggests? Uh, obviously, if he was a Jesuit, he prayed. He Did he meditate? Being Was he a Goenka uh, fan? Did he practice Vipassana? He meditated. He certainly meditated, and he wrote a book called Sadhana, The Way to God, uh, about um, the meditation practice that he used and 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 taught to people. You know the 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 core of of it and the core of what he said about uh, meditation, and particularly meditation that that's intending to direct you towards God, directing you towards that feeling of oneness with all that is, is that if, if you want, he, he would say, if you want to find God, the meeting place is silence. Mm -hmm. And so his meditation was geared towards uh, becoming quieter and quieter and quieter until you naturally dropped into a state of silence. And in that state of silence, um, you, you come to as close to God as you're ever going to get, which is pretty close, according to Tony. And you know, it's very—it's a practice I—I've I, been doing for years. I think I picked it up from the Dalai Lama. I think I read one time in a quote from Dalai Lama where he said, uh, "Sometimes the best solution to a big problem is just to be silent with it." Mm. And I—I uh, I, Tony was. Tony DeMello was very definitely uh, coming from that point of view. Mm -hmm. Be still and know. And you write in the book that the, or DeMello wrote, that the final barrier to the vision of God is our God concepts. What does that mean? Well, you know, it's everything from um, God is this, uh, you know, person sitting on a throne with a big, long, white beard. Mm -hmm. um, God is... You know, we have so many concepts about God. God, God knows everything. God is a, a, uh, has our destiny in its hand, and everything that happens to us is unfolding directly from God. It goes on and on. God's going to punish us. God's going to cast us into hell if we, uh, you know, don't straighten up here pretty soon. Um, There's also God and, is love, and and yeah, and and. Uh, DeMello would say, God is love. And 
love isn't anything that you can really, and we have a lot of concepts about love that are pretty crazy, don't we? Yeah. And so, so what he says is that they get all mixed up, you know? And so uh, he says, drop them all. Come, come to, come to God with an open heart and empty hands. Um, essentially come to God with nothing and get ready to receive everything. But the very first, but the nothing part of it is drop your concepts. Mm. It sounds a lot like Eckhart Tolle. I guess he did have quite an impact on him. Yeah. yeah. Eckhart Tolle recommends, you know, he, I think he recommends 20 books to, to his followers and or to people who go to his website. And uh, awareness, the book Awareness is among the 20. Very cool. I'm very excited to read more of his books, but first I want to start with this one. Um, Stop fixing yourself, wake up, all is well. <laughs> I love the title. It's so relevant for today. Where do you, uh, what do you see people, um, the average Joe who maybe not, will not even understand the concept of waking up, um, what would someone who might be new to spirituality or just, you know, after this year that we've had interested in finding out a little more about um, God, you know, the, yeah. what will they get out of this book? Well, um, the one thing that I think the best part to, to get out of this book is that, um, you know, when, when, when you look at the subtitle, it says, all is well, right? Mm-hmm. All is well. Mm-hmm. Wake mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. And um, so what, is, what does that mean? And it, it means you're not broken. Mm-hmm. It, it means mm-hmm. that you're not some problem to be solved. You're okay. If exactly as you are, exactly as your life situation is, mm-hmm. if there's a problem, it's a way that you've been programmed to believe that without some thing or some person or, or achieving some result, you can't be happy. And it's a, a false belief. You know, we don't acquire or earn happiness or peace. We have it already, as I've been saying. You know, drop that false belief and the struggle with the world drops and peace arises all by itself. All is well because, because you are. Even if things remain a mess and the belief that, you know, happiness is out there waiting for you in the future, which has been stamped into all of us, it keeps us out of the present moment. And in this moment, there's always the freedom to be at peace with ourselves. You know, in that stillness that we've been just, we've just been talking about, the joy within us, it comes alive. It dissolves the stress, the negativity that we're holding. Um, And we've all felt those wondrous moments when they've occurred, you know, but they, they just, they tend to be fleeting. They tend to come and go. And this book stops fixing yourself. And, and Tony, Tony DeMello's message is that you're capable of joy that doesn't come and go, but comes and stays. And, um, and regardless of what's going on in your life around you, regardless, regardless even of the neurosis that you picked up that's going on inside you, um, you know, but we've been programmed to upset ourselves, but we can get past that. Yeah. It's funny. I actually preached last weekend <laughs> and I preached about uh, John's gospel, the, the love where Jesus was saying, abide in my love and love one another, that your joy may be complete. And um I, I called it a new technology for the disciples and what you're describing just validates that. I mean, it is really a technology that is, we are hardwired for this, for this joy. And like you say, and DeMello says, and I can't wait to read more of him, we just need to remove the obstacles to that joy and um, just appreciate the technology. It's really, it's a really radical technology that, Jesus brought. So very cool. So um, Buddha as well, you know, the trouble with most people is that we're so busy trying to fix things in ourselves and in other people and around us. um, And there are things that we don't really understand. So 
you know, the first step is to look to see, uh, you know, some people may say that, well, you know, I don't have any of these problems. I'm a, I'm a happy person and, mm-hmm. um, and it, my life is fine. I don't need to wake up. I don't need some mystic to tell me what to do. And a litmus test that Tony DeMello invites us to put to our lives is, do you ever get upset? Do you ever get stressed? Are you, are you ever worried? Do you ever feel anxious, you know, offended, hurt, rejected, sad, down in the dumps, like uh, life is meaningless? Does that ever hit you like that? And if you experience any of this uh, at any time, then according to Anthony DeMello, you're asleep. You're spiritually asleep. What you're asleep to is your true nature. Yeah. So what we're here to do is wake up. Wake up. And what keeps us asleep are are a set of false beliefs Mm -hmm. that that were that that really um, paint us into a pretty tight corner. You know, the first one being that you can't be happy um, without the things that you're attached to, and what uh, you know the whole notion you know in in Eastern philosophy about attachments are the cause of suffering and. So what, what Anthony DeMello defines as his attachment is anything that you've convinced yourself you cannot be happy without. And that can be, you know, I'll ask people, make a list, you know, put it right at the top of a sheet of paper. I cannot be happy unless or until. And you'd be surprised when uh, people <laughs> fill out that, fill out a list pretty fast. Because we, we have a ton of those things. I can't be happy until I'm out of debt. I can't be happy until um, my neurosis goes away. I can't be happy until my spouse agrees that I'm right and he or she is wrong. You know, I can't be happy until my boss appreciates me. Uh, I can't be happy until I get a new car. I can't be happy until the epidemic goes away. I mean, it goes, the list goes on and on. And after people make that list, I tell them, behold, read it over and behold your suffering. This is why you're suffering. Mm-hmm. There is not a single moment in our lives when we don't have everything we need to be happy. You know, and mm-hmm. I invite people to think about that for a minute. You know, the reason that they're unhappy is that they're focusing on what they don't have rather than what they have right here, right now. And there's this miracle inside of an attitude of gratitude that can shape shift your life to from, from one moment to the next until you're in a whole new world mm-hmm. just by virtue of counting your blessings. Yeah. And a second, yeah. second false belief we all are carrying, we can't be, uh, happiness you know, is out there in the future. We gotta work towards it, we gotta earn it. Well, right here and now you're happy but you don't know it because your false beliefs and your distorted perceptions have gotten you caught up in fears and anxieties and attachments and conflicts and guilt. And if you would just process them with awareness, uh, they would pass and they would deliver you to a place of freedom in which you could make a different choice emotionally for your life. Um, The third belief DeMello always was pointing to is that this belief that happiness will come if you manage to change your life situation that you're in, or you change if you could change the people that are around you. And, you know, we stupidly squander so much energy trying to rearrange the world. If, you know, if changing the world is your vocation, go right ahead, but don't harbor the illusion that out of that, you're going to, it's going to make you happy. Uh, what makes you happy or unhappy is not the world and the people around you, but the thinking in your head and the emotional reactions that that, that the negative thinking in your head cause. Um, so, you know, th- that's what DeMello is bringing to us, the, this, this, these illusions that we're living from um, and coming to the understanding that, you know, um, you can stop wasting your time, your energy trying to, if you're bald, trying to cure your baldness right. or building right. up an attractive body or changing your residence or getting a different job or, or moving to some new community or t- adopting a new lifestyle. Not that those things aren't things you can do, but uh, you know, 
coming to the realization that you could change every one of those things and, and probably have tried. Uh, you can have the finest looks, the most charming personality, the most pleasant place to live, the job everybody envies, a pile of money, and still be incredibly unhappy. And believe me, I've worked with people who've made enormous amounts of money, had you know stellar success, and, and were miserable, absolutely miserable. And I've also worked with people who were who were dying, who were suffering from a life-threatening illness, um, but found a way to, to wake up to, to the beauty of their own heart and live from it for whatever days that they had left. And you know, that, that's a big difference between those two, the, that misery and that joy. And we gotta figure it out. And the way we figure it out is by bringing it into awareness. And oftentimes, you know, awareness begins with, we shy away, we, you know, we, if we begin to feel negative, we begin to feel upset, we begin to feel afraid, we begin to feel rejected. Um, we begin, and the whole story that is in our heads around those feelings begins to bubble up and take charge of our experience, you know, and, and we were, what we do is we repress it, we try to push it away. Mm -hmm. And what, but the the mellow, or, or we try to turn it into something else. You try to use you know positive affirmations, um, and what the mellow is inviting us to do is let it let it come up. Um, be don't be afraid of being afraid. Don't be afraid of being stressed. Don't be um, don't condemn yourself for condemning yourself. It's just just let it come up and embrace it. That's and then walk through it in that pattern that I gave you, you know, um, and you and what that what awareness will do is it'll eventually free you from it. I haven't seen anybody that hasn't really stepped into this that wasn't in a in a very different place within two weeks of 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 using an awareness practice. Wow. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, for some of us, everything has to be taken away that is meaningful before we can wake up or before we have the impetus to wake up. So what you're offering in this book is really the opportunity to potentially wake up without the suffering that tends to go along with it or can go along with it. So yes. Very nice. And, you know, very often the, the, the value in the suffering is that we reach a point where we, you know, we say enough, there must be another way. There mm -hmm. must be another way than the way I'm living, the way I'm thinking, the way I'm relating, there has to be. Um, and you know, DeMello, it's, people sometimes think that DeMello is inviting us all to, 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 you know, sell everything we own and go sit in a cave. And he's not, um, he's, he's not about, renunciation, re, you know, renouncing the material world. Um, he says, use the material world, enjoy the material world, but just, just don't think that that's where your happiness comes from or your happiness depends on it in any way. And he says, and as soon as you begin to get that straight, you'll be amazed at how much more you enjoy uh, your material gifts than you did before. You know, he describes attachments in a um, pretty intense way, but it's really true, is that um, we think they're going to bring us happiness, but then once once we we attain one, he describes it as we're like in a, a person in a concentration camp who's been starved and somehow comes across a piece of bread and they hold that piece of bread to their mouth while with their other hand, you know, they fed, they're fending off anybody that might come along to steal it from them. And that's the nature of attachments. You know, they end up owning us. For sure, for sure. Well, I want to give everyone the uh, websites and all the information about the book and finding you. And um, so maybe you can do that. And then um, I'll revisit Teresa of Avila as we close. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for introducing Tony DeMello to me and telling me more about him. And I just want to learn more. And thank you for your book and um, give us all the information we need to find it. 
Well, all you really need is, uh, if you're interested in getting this book, Stop Fixing Yourself. And by the way, the book, Stop Fixing Yourself, is a, um, a compilation of writings that, were, that I assembled around that theme, Stop Fixing Yourself, around that theme that you're not broken, you're okay, all is well. Um, and so that's what that book is about. And to get to it, all you have to do is type stopfixingyourself.com and it'll take you to a page uh, at the website, at the DeMello uh, Spirituality Center website, where you can order the book. And also people who order the book um, also get a free gift, which is a um, six-part video series of Anthony DeMello presenting a workshop to students at Fordham University back in 1986, just before, cool. just a year before he died. Wow, that's great, that's great. Um, okay, well, I just wanna suggest that we all learn more about Tony DeMello because he sounds very cool and um, will uh, help us with our awareness practices. And thank you so much for coming on the podcast and um, I, I'll be watching you, <laughs> looking for love in all the right places. From all the right places, which is right here, right here. This is, you don't got just the distance from here to here. That's it. That, that's right. All right. So let's, let's end with a little Teresa here. May today there be peace within. May you trust God that you are exactly where you are meant to be. May you not forget the infinite possibilities that are born of faith. May you use those gifts that you have received and pass on the love that has been given to you. May you be content knowing you are a child of God. Let this presence settle into your bones and allow your soul the freedom to sing, dance, praise, and love. It is there for each and every one of us. Mm. Isn't that pretty? Gotta love St. Teresa. Gotta love her. Gotta love her.